0: 100 iteration 8 minutes of quarantine failure One. master caution One. reset Two. no current alarms. 0 vault temperature One. within normal parameters 6 vault pressure within One. normal parameters
1: no vault humidity
0: within normal Zero. parameters vault Zero. integrity test report secured
2: talk show
1: we'll do it live
2: Hi, I'm Sergeant Drano, and tonight we here at Station 7 continue our coverage of the Evil Dead franchise with Episode 1 of Ash vs. Evil Dead, El Hepe. We're keeping it simple with a scene-by-scene discussion of the episode, and then we'll close things out with our ratings and reflecting on our favorite groovy moments. So let's go. But first,
0: a word from our sponsors. <sighs> All this housework to do, and I have to look good for that dinner party tonight. What? I wish there was an accessory that could help me. Did someone say, help me? Who are you? I have flashed from the future to tell you about the Amazing Lost Scarf. Amazing Lost Scarf? Tell me more. Okay. The Amazing Lost Scarf is the scarf that does it all. Sharp enough to cut through this tin can, but soft enough to swaddle your baby to sleep. Wow, I'm impressed. But what about my dinner party tonight? Speaking of sharp and soft, wear the amazing law scarf to look sharp on the town or in the soft candlelight of a romantic dinner at home. There's got to be a catch. How do I clean it? Simple. Just swish it around in a coconut bowl of seawater and a drop of Dharma-style shampoo. Can it core an apple? Yes, it can core a apple. Razzle-dazzle. I'm sold. And you will be too. The amazing lost scarf by Chronoco is just fifteen forty two. Order now and you'll get another hundred and seven scars. That's one hundred and eight scars in all for the same fifteen forty two. Call 316 one six L O S T. Search iTunes under Lost and Order, or go to the address lostandorderpodcast.wordpress.com. Ships to the U S and Canada. Sorry, they're not going to Guam.
2: Okay, uh, let's see
0: who's with me. Incoming transmission from Brian.
2: Hey Brian, how's it going?
1: All right. how about you today?
2: Oh, not too bad. Got a fair bit done for my one day off. Uh, how about yourself?
1: Hmm, it's going all right. Work this morning at five a.m. Have to do it again tomorrow. Yay! Uh, Glad we're doing it now.
2: <laughs> well, it could be worse. Very, very. Or, true. Ma- or maybe it couldn't be. Adam. <laughs> all right. Now let's see who else is up there.
0: Something transmission from Mister Bad.
2: Hey, Mr. Ben, how are you doing?
3: Excellent. I am doing excellent. I left work a little early to make, uh, make sure I could meet our transmission uh, coordination here. At, Ooh. And, uh, well doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Hmm.
2: You've been having a good, uh, I guess this is still
3: spring, I guess? Oh, uh, not bad. You know, we've had a lot of rain, but, uh, for the garden, and, uh, yesterday cleared up. It was very beautiful, and, uh, I, I am, I did have a downturn. I just discovered you know uh the washington dc metro around here is so effed up it's not funny and they have these long signal tracking and i was trying to figure out what it would do to my commute
2: oh wow what does it do your commute
3: well from like uh october through december um normally there's a train coming every six minutes at mm. the end of the line where I get on, and that now it's going to be every 18 minutes. So it's like one-third the capacity to haul away people, and uh, I don't think that's going to be good for my commute. <laughs> wow. I say it's even worse because I'm at the end of the line, so I can barely mm. get in. But uh if you're on the next stop there there won't be any room and uh hmm. where it's gonna be bad is going home at, at if I get on like at the biggest stop, Metro Center, and uh I just can't imagine, you know, eighteen minutes in, in between trains, people will go crazy. <laughs> room on the plat it could get
2: dangerous. Yeah, it seems like they could have planned that a little bit better.
3: Uh they're fucking morons, okay? <laughs> DC are <they're laughs> fucking morons. Seems like somebody should be held accountable for this, though. I think so. I think so. What if
2: only there was, there was some kind of office that would hold people accountable.
3: Yeah, that would be good. Some
2: sort of government type office.
3: Guys in North Carolina are trying to hold people accountable, and you have lots of guns. Maybe you should come up here with some of your guns. <laughs> Maybe. <people> accountable. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you need your guns for the deadites when they show up. So. <laughs> Damn right.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, you guys ready to get started? Ready. Okay. Uh, here we go. With that thing we do first. Yep. Pretty much the only thing to this one. Okay, uh, this episode is called El Hepe, which is spelled with a J. And in the first scene, uh, we see Ash in looks like the Airstream trailer from the movie My Name is Bruce, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and he's getting ready for action. He, he straps up, and we see it's a big leather girdle. He says, looking good, looking sweet. And he slaps on some aftershave. I was trying to tell if it was uh, Old Spice, but I don't, I don't think it was. Um, no product <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there. Missed opportunity, uh, if you ask me. Uh, but he slides off some aftershades into the of space trucking. He says goodbye to Eli the Lizard and dons his leather members-only jacket and attaches his horrific wooden hand, and he hits the road in the classic. And he rolls up at a bar called The Woodsman, strolls in, casually throws a dart that completely misses the target, and zeroes in on another target. A woman sitting at the bar. So uh, what did you guys think of the episode uh, so far? This being, uh, if you can remember back the first time you saw it, I think you probably both all seen this one a couple of times, at least at this point. But what did you think uh, all after all this time of, you know, Ash being back?
3: I thought it was great. I mean, I I loved it. You know, all the ratcheting when you start, start first see that, it reminds you of, like, you know, him ratcheting up his... Uh, Mm. Yeah. a chainsaw arm for the first time so it, mm. it's like you think he's going out to battle or something and, and in a way I guess he was But and then he has that stupid wooden hand too <laughs> and that cock and bull story he gives the uh, uh, that sort of worn down woman at the bar <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, like wore her down. They, I like that they've kind of kept his, his uh, childlike douchiness <laughs> even his jacket is sushi I mean I mean it was just I mean it was from the film they like, they did this series I mean they, they kept the same basically persona brand. they really did a he did a great job mm-hmm. yeah 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 it is it is kind of interesting it
2: really feels like uh, almost an amalgam of evil to an army of darkness it feels like a little bit more serious than army of darkness but I feel like the level of douchiness is definitely closer to the way Ash was in Army of Darkness versus Evil Dead 2.
3: Oh, yeah. Has- it's, it's it's all that cheesy, over-the-top, you know, uh, <laughs> immaturity, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's all there, yes. I did call it
1: childlike douchiness. Yes, yes. To cover <laughs> everything, because, yeah, cause there's, there's always some immaturity there,
2: too. <laughs> childlike douchiness, yes. For some reason, that reminds me of a never-ending story.
3: <laughs> that was great when he walks into the bar and is like, I think she was, that woman was the only person other than the bartender. Uh,
2: she was the only person at the bar. I didn't notice if there was other people in the bar or not. Okay. Uh, the only woman in the bar. Well, I, I, doesn't the bartender say he's getting ready to close or something? Oh. So he, it might be, yeah. Um. Okay, so next, uh, he orders some drinks and he strikes up conversation with the lady about his rosewood hand being carved by Italian artisans after he uh, lost his his uh, regular hand saving an eight-year-old boy from a speeding train. And his uh, his ploy works, and he's he's quickly banging her in the bathroom and uh, slapping her ass with his horrific wooden hand. He he says, "You like my wood?" <laughs> And he's, uh, he's getting a little winded, but he, he perseveres, and the woman is coming. She's coming, and blah, she's she's a dudite, and she says, we're coming for you. And, <laughs> and Ash reacts in uh, shock, but suddenly the, she's normal again, acting like nothing happened. And we learn that Ash uh, hasn't encountered the evil in 30 years, but now it seems to be back. And the chick wants to continue, and Ash gets back on the horse, but all the while he's kind of looking around, worriedly, like he's, expecting an attack. So what did you guys uh, think of this
1: scene? Fantastic. Very, very funny. I was not expecting that, that they were going to go that quickly into <laughs> something like that. So it was the actress who uh, who uh, uh, played the woman. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my goodness. I was almost embarrassed watching that
3: thing. <laughs> uh, I just was, uh, you know, Bruce Campbell's like 57, and uh, Mr. Bad is like 55, so... Uh, I wish I was, uh, you know, having such uh, uh, a lively uh, um, evening, you know, going on. Um, maybe I ought to get uh, a piece of wood and, uh, you know, smack some ass.
2: Yeah, you need a wooden hand. Clearly, that's, that's... And maybe a uh, a leather members-only
3: jacket. Ah, that's that's a ticket I don't have. I, I am not cool enough to wear a leather jacket.
1: I could, uh, I could actually hook you up
2: with one of those things. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: alright um, so Ash uh, he's driving back home uh, he's still thinking space trucking but you can tell he's a little uh, worried at this point and he, he gets back to his trailer and he immediately uh, checks on the book to make sure it's secure and, and it's fine but he notices there's a little uh, Ziploc bag sticking out of there and he says, how did you get in there? And then we see this little uh, flashback, um, complete with the little uh, time uh, vortex thing, it looks like, um, to the night before, where we see Ash has another chick at his trailer, and he tries to impress her by showing her the book, and they read from it. <laughs> and we back to the present, uh, with Ash saying, Baaack, realizing what he's done. What did you guys think
3: of this? You know, it just continues all the great humor and the idiocy of Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is one of the best uh, and most prolific idiots uh, on screen today. I mean his does <laughs> some of the he's like a fantastic ad actor playing a uh, a buffoon. He, mm-hmm. um,
1: you would have think yes. he had roles dealing with his drug his drug use and that book. You would think he would have had rules. <laughs> you know, it's, it knows what happens when you read from it. I mean he should have known better. I mean this hasn't started, but it, it, it's it just, just like it's like okay, that's a pretty interesting way of starting it, I suppose. <laughs> Still, <it's> like <laughs> Really, <laughs> come on. Let, let some child find it and read from it. The
3: girl wanted some poetry to get her motor running and uh, he can help but oblige. I mean, you know, you wanna hear some poetry, baby? Yeah, I got a book. Poetry from
1: <laughs> spell.
2: Anyway. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Um, So elsewhere, uh, we see the evil zooming through the woods up to where we see a police car pull up to a house and two detectives get out. Uh, They're investigating reports of a screaming woman. They go inside the house and they find a woman crying under a sheet. And it's the chick from Ash's trailer. And the chick starts talking in Kandarian. And then she suddenly twists her head around backwards and attacks them. And she, th- she throws the uh, male detective, uh, John Carson, to the ground. And she stabs the lady detective, Amanda. I uh, didn't catch her last name. Did you guys catch her last name? Um, not important. No. Not important? Yes. Amanda is not important uh, through the hand with some scissors. And the deadite charges, but uh, Carson blows half its head off with a shotgun. But he gets back up and uh, throws Carson at the wall and pales him on the antlers of, I think it's your head. And then Detective Amanda blows the rest of the head off with her derringer. And then uh, all the window blinds shut and it gets really dark. And she calls out for Carson and is looking around and whoops, he's a deadite too now. And he's crawling on the ceiling and he attacks. And she's about to shoot him when he seems to go normal again, but it's a trick. He's just fucking with her. Uh, and he attacks again, and she finishes him off with four more shots from her two-round derringer. Uh, so what did you guys uh, think of this scene with these uh, detectives and stuff?
1: Um, question. If someone gets a call about people screaming, would they normally send detectives or normal police? Uh,
2: they would normally send, <laughs> A, uh, uniformed police, B, not state police, just regular police. <laughs> okay,
1: so I was, so I went thinking and, about why they send two detectives, and I have question marks over my head, I'm correct in having that assumption.
2: Yeah, 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 and, and to top that off, two like, uh, plainclothes detectives driving around in a fully marked patrol car, also weird. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's Definitely bugged me for you know reasons they do. Oh my goodness! Oh, that you okay.
1: it was, it was, it was a good introduction of that one. Of that one character, it really was. I mean, it was bloody, it was, it was violent, great special effects, loved it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Did it, did it almost feel almost like a different show though, like
3: uh, yeah, well,
2: almost like a different.
3: Uh, yeah. It was a much scarier, much more frightening uh-huh. tone than the uh, humorous kind of uh, you know tongue-in-cheek uh, campiness. Uh huh. So that that's one thing they are mixing. They have uh, Bruce Campbell's humor, and they, they always had the oodles of uh, blood and gore. I mean, there's blood everywhere. Everybody in the show gets covered with blood and gore, but uh, yep. they are ma- doing a good job of matching or. Uh, uh, bringing together that uh, humorous campiness with some frightful <laughs> scenes because that girl was really in pain, you know, before they came in. You know, she was, like, you know, terrified.
2: Yeah, seemed like it.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: it almost seemed to be um, the the first time that they shoot her, the, when the detective, like, blows half her head off, that almost seemed like establishing that this is not, like, uh, The Walking Dead, you know, you can't just shoot them in the brain and they go down. <laughs> you shoot them in the head, and, and they they may may very well get right back up again and come at you.
3: <laughs> I tell you, it's funny you mentioned The Walking Dead because I was thinking about that, and it's like I was trying to compare them both the level of uh, horror and just the intensity factor. And I think it's only a half hour show, and I think they really pack in the. Uh, the humor and the the, yeah. humor and the fright, you know, it's really supercharged. You know, it's really yes. coming at you. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, they do a great job of it. It's, I, I've watched all of them. I won't spoil you, but it's amazing <laughs> how much they keep it up in that half hour. And the music's great too. It, it, it really, uh-huh. you know, uh huh.
2: Yeah. It totally agree. <laughs> now I'm trying to think: Is uh, have all three of us? We've all seen them all, haven't we? I can't remember.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. Some of my brothers haven't seen all of them yet, I don't think. But they are not with us this week. Maybe next time. Um, okay, well, let's see. Um. Okay, it looks like the next morning, Ash uh, exits from his trailer with a card, a business card from Books for Beyond. And he, he calls them on the phone and makes, it feels like he makes an appointment to get, get him to look at the book. He thinks he needs to get something translated, so I guess he can undo the evil again. And then he hits up his neighbor Vivian. He tells her he's gonna have to skip town. He wants her to to clean up his trailer and especially scrub out his uh, waste waste tank. He gives her some gloves and tells her to really get in there.
3: A hint too that he's had sexual favors to with her to get her so nice, you know. Oh, really?
2: You think you think he's actually uh, putting out there?
3: I think I got that vibe that he, uh, he was, uh, you know, um, exchanging sex for, uh, cleaning the- <laughs> Maybe.
2: <laughs> Let's see, um... I got the opposite. I'm, I'm thinking she wants it, he ain't putting it out, he's just using it. That was kind of the vibe I was getting, but who knows? I wouldn't put it past him either. <laughs> Very
1: true.
2: He might put a bag over head or something. <laughs> um... Okay, so uh, he's he's walking off, uh, and the wind picks up, and things are getting spooky. And hears a voice whispering his name, and and he he kind of walks back towards where some laundry is hanging out on wine, And he reaches out, and she's looked away, and it's Vivian. She's suddenly a deadite, and she says, "We are near. Your time has come again." And then the laundry flaps back again, and and she's normal. He's like, hmm. So he races off in his classic. Uh, any thoughts on this particular exchange? Just, I guess it's mostly mostly just setting stuff up.
3: It was good. It was nice to see the car. Very classic car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i that? To...
2: I do love the continuity. What?
3: I'm trying to remember what what model make a car that was.
2: Uh, it is a Oldsmobile Delta 88.
3: I'm oh, that Olds 88. Yep. I remember the people uh I um, suit them up in the uh uh just...
2: Okay, uh so Ash pulls up at the uh, value stop. Apparently he's not working at uh Smart uh anymore. Not sure if that's the retcon or if he just changed uh companies. Um but he, he pulls up at value stop and his plan is to uh, get his paycheck and skip town, but his boss, uh, Mr. Roper Uh, does not buy that uh, he has to look after his sick uh, friend, Eli, his lizard. Um, He orders Ash to take out some light bulbs, and Ash does take the light bulbs out in spectacular fashion. Um, This kid Pablo comes over to help him, and you can tell he's like a big Ash fan. And he brags about how he got his neighbor Kelly a job, and they look over at Kelly, and... Hot chick. So Ash instantly goes to hit on her, uh, but she ain't having it, and tells him her mother died in a car accident, and Ash informs her that she's rude for mentioning that. <laughs> um, So what would you guys think of this uh, little exchange? Funny as
3: hell. There he is! And it was great when uh, she grabs his arm and pins him or something and says, you touch me again, you're going to need another uh, uh, a wooden hand. And like, what do you mean? Uh, a wood- another wooden hand in place of the wooden hand
1: I have? Or-? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I enjoyed most about the, the scene with the light bulbs. Because I was just like, oh, you, you knew that was coming? Oh, that was so damn
3: funny. <laughs> that
1: was very Three Z. <laughs>
3: That's a great example of uh, of Bruce Campbell's skill. It was just that that heavy handed uh, physical humor, you know, the way he acts, Mm -hmm. sort of like kicking the light bulbs underneath the (laughs) cap. Whatever he was doing.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Um, and then we go to uh, Amanda, who's at a diner, and she's telling uh, like a cook or somebody some exposition about. Clearing an internal affairs investigation, and she's looking around, and she briefly thinks she sees a little girl deadite, but then looks normal again. And then suddenly Xena leans out from the next booth and asks her if she's all right, and uh, suggests that uh, that maybe she's not crazy. So here we here we've got our uh, introduction of another character. Uh, thoughts on this?
3: I'll be honest, I, I thought this was just like a one-off, you know, uh, pop. I didn't know that uh, um, Lucy Lawless was going to be a main uh, character in the show. I thought, hey, this is cool. You know, they have Xena, you know, Pop, mm-hmm. Sam. You know, sometimes, you know, what you think you see, you really see. I thought that was pretty cool. But um... Isn't
1: she also playing the daughter of the scientist who originally was filming movies? That's a good question. Um, because I don't know if they actually said it. I, I know I've read that. I'm not trying to be. Her, her name's
3: uh, Ruby Nobe, and Nobe. Nobe, Noby, yeah.
1: That was the name of the professor. She led it to him in some fashion. Okay. Yes,
3: yeah, she.
2: Uh, well, I guess we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but. Uh, oh,
1: so right. yeah, her
2: name. Her name is supposedly Ruby Nobe, and uh, she is supposedly the the daughter of Professor Nobe. Um, the, uh, the, the lady from the Evil Dead 2 was Annie Noby, who is also the daughter of the, uh, Professor. Um, and since, since apparently all the movies are in the canon, so to speak, I, I guess we're meant to believe that he had two daughters. And we just, uh, never met uh, this one until now. And that is, of course, assuming that she actually is who she says she is.
1: Well, she's high, Carly.
2: Okay, uh, back at the value stop, Ash is in the stock room dumping the uh, light bulbs when a CGI little Lori doll attacks him with a utility knife, and uh, Pablo saves him in the nick of time uh, in a bloody fashion, and uh, Ash gives Pablo a recap of Evil Dead 1 and 2, and uh, then some creepy weather blows in, so Ash blows off back to the trailer in the classic. Uh, Kelly gets a mysterious call from her father, hinting that her dead mother might be back before uh, taking off with Pablo on his motorcycle. And right after they leave, it looks like the evil gets Roper. So uh, what did you guys think of this scene?
1: A lot of good physical comedy. Uh, the little doll grabbing hold of his face. He uses the planters <laughs> to try to get it off. Um, Pablo basically attacking that little thing and just squishing it into a thing of sticky, bloody whatever. I mean... Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I like the introduction of um, her father and the way they did it. Like it's like like, like it a like, it was like an alien had just shown up at her parents her dad's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reminded me of. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, really good. Roper, well, he's a do. He deserves it. So. <laughs>
3: okay, and Steve. Oh, I thought it was great. You know, I mean, it, it had that uh, going back to the. Um, uh, the last movie, you know, when he's getting Mm -hmm. attacked by all the little things, it's like these little things that you wouldn't think of as scary. You know, he's having to fight, you know, desperately to save his life. And Uh, I loved it. I thought, wasn't at one point he squeezes it and the eye burst and goes like on the camera or something like that.
2: (laughs) Yes, I think so. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty good. I, I think probably the doll bit was the only part that I wasn't as big a fan of. Um, I guess to me it felt a little bit like a retread and I also didn't think the, the CGI doll was very good. <laughs> I don't know, that bugged me a little bit. That's probably but, my least favorite part of the episode.
3: Check out the Skype Jack. I put some uh some classic Foolsmobiles in there to get get the feeling that you're traveling with uh with ash.
2: Oh, let's see if I can do that from my phone.
3: Pretty sweet ride. <laughs>
2: Good Because
3: he was driving, uh, his he had a co- a convertible, a rag top, right?
2: Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, it was. Uh, it had a white roof on it. Whether it was actually convertible or not, I don't know if it was like a a soft top or if it was an actual actually convertible top. I thought it was. It was white. I can't remember if it was an actual convertible or not. Yeah, yeah. There, there they go. <laughs> do? Cool. Okay. Um, so let's see. Ash, Pablo, and Kelly uh, reunite at uh, Ash's trailer. When the evil begins to uh, attack them and sort of crash against it, we get the whole
1: boom, boom
2: stuff. And then uh, Deadite Vivian uh, shows up, brings the pain, and um, people get pinned to the wall, and Ash realizes his time really has to come again. And we get some classic shotgun and chainsaw foo as uh, Deadite Vivian is dispatched, and we get our first Groovy of the new series. <laughs> uh, so, so what did you guys think of this uh, final battle?
3: Oh, this I thought it was great. Doesn't like uh, like you said the uh, uh, chainsaw sort of. Pop, he has like a secret uh, place where it pops up, and and just the Groovy was uh, was a <laughs> whole half hour, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think the the shotgun pops up, and then I think uh, Pablo tosses him the uh, or kicks him the uh,
1: the chainsaw.
3: Yeah, because it spins. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And that right I mean, there
1: reminded me like of like he was a Jedi for a moment.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a callback to that scene from the Pit in uh, Army of Darkness oh, where yeah. they throw <laughs> the chainsaw <laughs> down to them and. And it goes, in midair. <laughs> just perfectly meets it. <laughs> uh, yeah. A fabulous moment. Yeah. That's great. Okay.
3: You know, All right. Um, hmm? I was just going to say something real quick. It, it just occurred to me, the bar he goes to, I think it was called The Woodsman, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> With the wooden hand, I thought that was a nice little one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was called The Woodsman. I was trying to, I, I wasn't sure what the significance of that was, but, uh, or if there even was, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe it's just him being uh, having a wooden hand. I don't know. <laughs> or I don't know. Woodsman kind of calls back um, stuff like uh, what is it? The big bad wolf? Well, there's a woodsman.
3: Some of these exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tracks. Yeah. You know. Okay. Well, uh, that's
2: pretty much it then. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, how would you rate this
1: uh, first episode? I personally gave it a nine point five. I was very entertained. I knew I was going what I was getting myself into. I knew it was going to get camp humor. I got a lot of that. I quite enjoyed it. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, and Steve.
3: Oh, I thought it was fantastic. I gave it a big ten. You know, Sam Ramney, I guess, actually directed Ramney. <laughs> Yes, and uh, I just thought it was great, every part of it was great. And like I said, I, you can't imagine them pushing, and compressing so much uh, fun into thirty minutes. I mean, really, it was, it was really, really enjoyable, hilarious, enjoyable. A couple of nice fries lots of night war. I mean, I uh, I'm glad. I I wish I had the detergent, you know, uh, concession on the show because or at least the, the fake blood cuz they go through tons of fake blood.
2: <laughs> yes. Um I think I'd give it whew, I I kind of want to give it 10 but at the same time there were those a couple of little parts that bugged me just a little bit. I I think I'll give it a 9.5 as well. Uh it was so close and it was definitely I mean it didn't disappoint me at all. I was very pleasantly, you know. Pleasantly, not surprised, but satisfied with what I saw. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I did kind of wonder, you know. I I was really anticipating this thing, you know, coming back, and you know, there's is is it is it actually going to be good? Is it not? Uh, the trailer. Um, I know I, I watched the trailer a bunch of times, and and of course you wonder if if that's going to be all the good stuff that was in the episode. And then when you watch the episode, it's just going to be with the same stuff you saw in the trailer with, you know, a few extra things, but all the best parts already spoiled. And that was not the case. There was plenty of awesome stuff in this thing. And, and I was just, uh, you know, I've said it before, you know, if I could have waved a magic wand and created a sequel to those Evil Dead movies, I couldn't have asked for anything better than this, I don't think. It was just about pitch perfect for me. So, yeah, left me feeling with a really good feeling about the series and definitely looking forward to the next one.
3: It, it, it was amazing. I the the characters that, the actors they got you know to play uh, Paolo and uh, Kelly were great too. And Pop yeah. was such you know he he idolizes you know uh, <laughs> Ash so much. And you know, it was funny when you know he was saying how yeah yes I you know I you know I you're a great man El Jefe. You're the boss. You know like, <laughs> when I uh, I clocked into you uh, when you were late or when you had to take a nap or you didn't show up at all. You know I'm there for you. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah you really get the feeling that Pablo is the uh the fan- is representing the fanboy viewer in this story, so it's like <laughs> it's like uh us evil dead super fans you know almost get to cast ourselves in the show riding shotgun with uh the man himself, <laughs> so
3: to speak <laughs> is it this episode or i mean I don't want to spoil, but I think it was one part where. Uh, Ash takes some, like, piece of flesh out of Apollo's hair and feeds it to his lizard.
2: I, I, uh, I think that's the next one. Yeah, I think that's the next one. All right, cool. Well, uh, what's a uh, groovy moment? Uh, what's you guys' uh, favorite groovy moment of this particular episode? One moment.
1: I think when he took Vivian's head.
2: When he, he took Vivian's head wrong. with the shotgun?
1: No, when he, he takes head
2: with the, with the um, uh, chain ball at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Alright. Steve?
3: You know, I'm tempted to say, you know, when he was spanking that woman with the wooden hand, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll say uh, that uh, Tate Tate, you know, with Kelly, when he says, you know, uh, about about the, you know, if you touch me again, you'll need another wooden hand, and he comes right back with that really snappy line. You know? <laughs>
2: I'm not sure if that was a line or if he really wanted to know.
3: <laughs> we did because he was sizing up whether or not he should go for another grab, you know, uh, making that calculation in his head.
2: <laughs> yeah. Specifics are important. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'll rewind a few seconds back from where uh, Brian is and just go with the moment that he, uh, that his stump meets the chainsaw in midair. I, I love when that happens.
3: <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, okay, well, I guess that's it for this week. And uh, we'll look forward to episode two, I suppose. Anybody got any final thoughts? Uh,
3: the uh, 73 Delta Olds 88 is a sweet ride. I was wrong. It was a four-door hardtop. It uh, might be vinyl, but it's a hardtop.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And the proportion probably vinyl, too, you probably smell that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much so. All right. Well, it was fun, guys. Uh, hopefully, we can get my brothers in on it next time. Uh, next week's episode is called.
3: Faith, hey, you were right. <laughs>
2: in your face. Oh. In your face, Mr. Bad.
3: Pretty much
2: it. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. I can't
3: believe it. This is like the shortest uh, Station 7 uh, uh, broadcast ever. Oh, my God. Well,
2: you know, uh, trying to not to, uh, and, and of course, fewer people. You know, fewer people have fewer things to say, so things go faster. And we're kind of going light on the on the categories. You know, try to keep it lean,
3: just like Quick. just like Ash, a lean, lean fighting machine.
2: That's right. We're trying to uh, we're trying to strap that girdle down just as tight as we can. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I guess that's it then. Uh, thanks for joining us. And until next time, uh, from all of us here at Station 7 and the Dharma Initiative, thank you. stay and good luck. long no Lawless, I love you.
0: <laughs> Mr. Bad Robot. Call recording has been completed.
1: Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over.